This is Luke Moraney for the Daily Property Search Podcast. And the topic I'd like to talk about today is what will happen with construction industry due to mascot towers building issues? Before I get into this topic, just a disclaimer that this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be regarded as legal or financial advice. Make sure you get your own independent advice when it comes to investing. So I was out at Mascot today picking actually my business partner up from the airport and I had some time to spare so I popped past the Mascot Towers and um, it's currently being sectioned off and like it has been over the last three weeks or four weeks or so and it looks like they're going to be looking at the reports or inspections on this property for the coming four to maybe eight weeks before they hand down the report and actually think about what they're going to do in terms of the building and the rectification works and what kind of time frame it's going to be in place before residents are able to get back in. So it's a big factor for people to think about. And what we've got to think about, I guess, not so much as what's happened in the past, because we've known um, that there has been some poor building standards. And we've got to think about what is going to be actually created in future. Are there going to be more buildings like this? Um, Do we need to change some of the rulings based around the building standards um, and do things a lot differently? Um, Being a a previous strata manager, I saw a lot of these issues happen, whether it was um, structural cracking happening, uh, whether it was waterproofing or uh, render cracking that was happening on buildings, and we saw this all too often. I think things need to change, and I think that's a very common spoken word out in the industry in terms of whether it's coming from town planners or private certifiers or engineers, builders, um, and obviously the general public and the government. So things do need to change. Um, And we've just got to reflect on this a little bit because it will affect each and every one of us in terms of prices that are happening in our marketplace. We're already having a downturn. So this happened probably at the wrong time of the cycle. And this is really going to escalate, I guess, our drops in terms of uh, property markets, especially in that unit market. Will it have them people going to looking for more of those townhouses without basement car parks? Will it get people to looking in for more house uh, houses rather than going into units. So it's going to put that extra demand on some areas and weaken some demand in other areas, typically in your unit block. So I thought I'd think about what is actually going to happen in future to think about where we're going to be placed in terms of um, our living, our the way things are constructed and built, because lessons need to be learned. And I think it's fairly obvious in regards to what's actually happening right now. We've had two buildings that have been evacuated, uh, both Opal and Mascot Towers. Um, Out of Mascot for Mascot Towers and Opal Opal Towers is over at Homebush. And things do need to change. So in talking to a couple of people in the industry of late, to determine some of the, the thoughts around this. So my first point in terms of this is, really looking to get a more professional industry in place with better building standards. I think that's a really important thing that um, is going to really move ourselves forward because people are going to need to live in these unit blocks. 
uh, it is affordability issues that we do see in our major cities around the world. And so the wanting to live closer to work and amenities and so forth means there is a tighter squeeze on the price points. And to be able to live in those locations uh, and, and to be able to afford a house is not possible for a lot of people. So getting into a smaller residence is that important idea. So the price point is one, but obviously it's, a, it's, it's also a case where people actually don't want a backyard and don't want to maintain a garden and a lawn and other things at a building. And it's rather be, uh, it's better for them and not, I'm in this in frame of mind myself to actually have uh, you know, a strata organization look after a, a building and all the maintenance and repairs and so forth and I don't need to worry about it myself. So a lot of people like that as well and just want to lock it up and be able to go away when they come and please. So I think um, we are going to see some major changes happening. I think it's going to be for the betterment of the industry. I think it's got a bad rap right now and I think things need to change and they probably need to change very quickly. So be aware of that. Second point I like to make is uh, lenders on these developments prior to them being built are going to go through a stricter process. Um, It is obviously well publicized out in the market. Lenders need to be careful about these off-the-plan apartments if they're not able to settle on them, are they going to actually be able to recoup their funds um, of being the ability to lend out these these on these properties? Uh, we've got a situation with Mascot Towers that the building is you know, 14, 15 years old. There's no repercussions back on the builder. So who is actually going to be able to pay those loans on those properties? And and builders, uh, banks are actually, or lenders are actually right now, having to put um, measures in place where they're giving uh, allowance for, like a, like a hardship allowance for these owners of these buildings because of them not receiving rent or them um, actually being having to go to other locations and maybe not affording to pay the ongoing mortgage because they're paying rent on top of that in other locations. So it is a big one, and if... If it starts from the beginning of the process and they're better built buildings, then we might have a situation where we don't have these uh, things happen and, and lenders don't find themselves in a difficult position and actually forego on, for, you know, foreclose on these properties and actually left in a uh, negative situation for themselves. So they're going to want to make sure that there's more experienced builders building these properties with better quality buildings so they don't fall into this situation where they don't have owners um, repaying those loans. So that's an important one for the lenders. Also on the back of that is point, the third point I'd like to make is they're going to avoid the lenders to think about using cheap, the cheapest builder on. So often when it goes through the development stage and the, and the developer is looking to um, acquire funds from the lender, they're actually asking for the possibility to uh, and providing quotes from various builders to actually go ahead with the, the funds that require the build to happen. So in that process, the banks are going to evaluate the, the quotes that are provided. And from those quotes, then they will be an integral part of actually selecting the, the build. So they might uh, oppose one builder because of the research that they've got on that particular builder and might want to go for the, the middle price quote or the highest price quote. 
And then as a developer, you would have think about whether that's then profitable enough for you to actually take on that builder or negotiate down with that builder. And the whole idea behind that is really lenders then having a little bit more control over the, the selection of the builder on that project to make sure that they're not in a position that down the track, they're going to be in a situation where the builder goes bankrupt or the the um, the it's poorly constructed and the developer then won't be able to come up the well repay the funds on that particular project so it's a big risk for lenders to be aware of and i think with all these steps in place and with all the the associated media out there and the the revelations that have come on and the evacuations that are happening right now is going to make more people within the industry whether it's finance or builders or tradesmen or developers be fully aware about what the repercussions could be for them and then ongoing what's the repercussions going to be for those individual owners and residents of those buildings you know as a tenant you've got to think about am i going into a building that has structural repairs and requires and i'm going to have to move out and maybe couch surf for a period of time until i can go back am i able to break my lease and go through all that drama with maybe going to tribunals because of the restrictions that I have. So there is many situations that occur within that. And I guess more awareness around this is a really good thing for us all to educate ourselves on. So watch out for what's going on in the unit construction, especially if you're going to be an investor or a home buyer of these high rise towers, whether they be off the plan or built in the last 20 years, you really got to do your due diligence around this. And it's an important part that I think the industry will change in future with all that is happening. Now, if there is a situation that we have a third tower having evacuations in the next six or 12 months, um, there could be blood on the streets in terms of um, you know, all out discontent around the, the off the plan apartment market and the unit market around especially around sydney and if that starts to spread itself into other cities which we've seen some of the poor construction in some of the other cities of australia then this could be you know really ramp up to to be something significant that then maybe the federal government needs to step in to do something if the states can't control things or actually redo uh, get things in a better way because this could then affect our entire economy it can potentially put us into a recession if the construction industry falls down completely. So one to really watch out for. If you want to talk about this particular topic further or consider your own investing ideas, please do give me a call on 0400 332 377. And thank you so much for tuning in.